No one is perfect, not even the Uggs. But don't tell them I said that. Here are some screw-ups, edits, and extras from the last episode of The Ugly Truth. We call them Ugly Cuts. One, two, three, go. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. I was gonna I was gonna clear my throat. Now I'm self-conscious. I know. Now I'm like, yes. oh, uh, never mind. If I feel the I'll just talk through it. Phlegm, I'm like, I'm powering through it. <laughs> I will simply swallow it or something. And even if it's breezy here, all that does is blow everything around. It doesn't really true. clean it, clear it out. True. So it just makes our eyes look like little slits, little red slits. <clears throat> Excuse shit. The only thing in our home is that that it, it, I start getting irritated is when he's constantly like it's always top of mind and he's constantly concerned it's something worse. And I get irritated. I'm like, your fever is coming in. He goes, well, I just don't understand why I'm clammy. I go, well, you're not having a heart attack, okay? You don't have cancer, no pneumonia, nothing like that. And okay, so the next day, he stayed home from work for two days. The next day, he uh, we got a phone call message from Malia's high school. Someone <clears throat> at her school ended up in the hospital with meningitis. Oh, God. And, the, and you know, when that happens locally, it's pretty scary because there was, scary. A, there was a time um, in a town, and there's this one town that get it's up, you know, Folsom. Those high schools, for whatever reason, they get rampant meningitis breakouts. Right. And I don't know why that is. It's so weird. But to hear that one of the students uh, was hospitalized last week with meningitis, you know, everybody gets on alert. And Malia's like, well, do we know who it is? And she's, and I said, apparently, if you are friends or close proximity with this person, we'll be contacted. They're not releasing the name. And so I turned to Daryl and I go, hey, maybe you have meningitis. And his face was like, what? You know, like, really? No, no, you don't have meningitis, for God's sakes. You're fine. He probably but- started Googling the symptoms, didn't he? Probably. I, you know what? I, I don't even know what to tell you. I mean, to There's be nothing. honest, that's it's just, just my the, life. That's the whole thing is, is that, you know, with the kids, I remember when they had that fever virus, like mm-hmm. every 10 minutes, 15 minutes, they were checking their fevers and they were telling me what they were. And, you know, it's like they knew they had a fever and I'm just like, I understand you have a fever. We all know you have a fever. You have a virus. <laughs> yes. There's nothing we can do about it. It's yeah. it, it just has to pass. <laughs> That's just how it is. You and just need to rest and so watch your television and relax. That's, that's all that, that can be done at this point. And talking mm-hmm. about it. And showing me your fever, asking me to feel your forehead is (laughs) not changing anything. But I think what I've come to discover with Daryl specifically, but I think a lot of guys are like this. If they don't feel normal internally where they can't see the cut or the broken bone or the scrape, if they can't figure it out, like being sick with the flu or something. I mean, even if he had the flu, like he was puking or diarrhea, at least he could visually see what was wrong with him. But when it's this really in, you know, this unable to, you know, see it problem, they freak out a little bit. There's no way to problem solve that. They got to wait it out. And so I think that's why he's so anxious about things like that. If he was, 
you know, if he had fallen and broken his leg, he'd be like, well, now I know why I know why I feel like crap. My leg is crooked. You know, it's broken. But with a fever, it could be a multitude of things. I told Victor that we had a discussion and I'm like, you know, I realized that, you know, same thing with like doctors and such that, you know, mm-hmm. every every school probably had a, a D plus passing doctor or teacher yes and so they are practicing now but it Mm. doesn't mean that they didn't suck at school and so maybe at one point his teacher like maybe she enjoyed being a teacher at some point (laughs) but but now she just does it because she has to because she needs a paycheck maybe and And she's looking she just does the bare minimum that's you know that is sad because honestly if, if you are truly someone who was meant to be an educator in on this planet. Because there are men and women who are made for educating children. And it is a really, really important gig. It doesn't, it's not treated that way, but... You're, that's why, like, um, when Teacher Appreciation Day came around this year, I had to, I filed back on all the teachers that meant the most to me, and most of them are dead now. That's how long that they were instructors. And the, the one that's still alive is still teaching, but I was also one of her first classes ever. She was 22 wow. when she started teaching. And now she's obviously still alive. I mean, it hasn't been, I'm not 100 or anything. But my point is, is that when I... She actually taught two of my kids. And um, when I walked in, she recognized me and she stopped her entire class, uh, the, the back to school night thing for kindergarten. And she made me stand up and she's like, everyone, this is one of my very first te- my very first students that I ever, ever had. And now I'm teaching her children. And everybody started applauding and everything like that. No, it's true. So, I mean, I, I do appreciate an educator who actually, and, and Olivia's teacher, she has been teaching, I want to say, a good 30 plus years. Yes. And so the fact that she still takes that much time and effort she loves it. into, you know, teaching first graders mm-hmm. and, and into open house. And she even says that when, because, um, you know, Olivia's had some, you know, different issues in school. Sure. And she just says, she's like, I just love that little girl. She says that <laughs> every time we talk about Olivia. There's always a special little child that, that teachers just love. And they can see, it's almost like they see they see past all of the garbage. And right. they see the true little person. Right. And which she, is so great. And she even gets choked up a little bit when we talk about Olivia. And Aww. so um, I just think that it's, you're right. A true educator mm-hmm. really is passionate about their job. And yeah, so they, they really are. It did make me a little sad that Ryan got a dud, I guess you could say. <laughs> he did get a dud. He so got a. He I'm got hopeful a, whoever he has next year will, will, you know, he can enjoy his experience. There and, are so many great teachers who enjoy the upper grades and they make it so fun. I mean,. I, my fifth grade teacher was a dud, but my sixth grade teacher was kick-ass. And so yeah. that's when you get to do all the cool projects. I mean, even Tyler had a great sixth grade teacher, actually. He had a really good sixth grade teacher. Yeah. So, I mean, there's hope yet. There's yeah. hope yet for Mr. Ryan. Yes. Hopefully. He'll, uh, I'm sure he'll, but, and, you know, and the thing about Ryan is, is, you know, he's young enough to where he's not, he's none the wiser, so. Right, they just kind of move on, and, and they, they brush it off and move on and get excited for the next new adventure in school. Yeah. 
he was so he that's was good. happy with all the little things that he showed us so hey you know what i didn't know what an obtuse angle was i just thought that was a word that snotty people used yeah, to make them sound smarter that's what i thought so although <laughs> he was so good we were all a little taken back by olivia's class i'll tell you that much so <laughs> that was well a, that's okay <laughs> you know that talk about opposites my god my goodness that i was, can totally visualize it too which is so funny if there was a contest i'm sure that classroom would have won something so you know they used to do that Oh. They used to have co- classroom contests. Oh, and she even had a plant. I th- I'm sure it's in the backseat of my car <laughs> still now. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, she she was growing some sort of plant. Some I don't even know what it was. <laughs> some kind of grass, perhaps? Uh, yeah, she was growing grass. But <laughs> Well, you know, um, the kids all had the leprechaun plants where you get a styrofoam cup and you put grass seed in it. And then they draw the, the, the leprechaun face. Oh. And then they glue the little arms on, and then the green grass grows out, and that's their hair. Oh, that's Even funny. though leprechauns pr- traditionally have orange hair, yeah. <laughs> these leprechauns had green hair. And of course, he took forever. He became feeble immediately and didn't know what he was doing. And I'm like, hey, oh, there was sake. that one where there was like 50 <laughs> candidates to pick from. Well, that's, yeah, that was the U.S. Senate. In fact, he, and I said, did you, did you, who did you vote for? And he's like, and he, you know, he what he, he said, what he said. I go, why didn't you vote for Kamala Harris, you fool? He's like, what? And I'm like, come on, everyone's on board with Kamala Harris. Well, she, He's like, I what? always look at job title and then see, you know, I'm not going to pick at the one that's like, you know, consultant or, you know, yeah. or art yeah. teacher, you know, something you know what? like and, that. I want the one I'll, that has like the real, you know, background. Well, what was funny is that the majority of them were, were Republicans. There was only like a handful of Democratic ones and the rest were all republican i'm like my god we're flooding the just gonna flood the channel and just hope someone gets picked it was crazy but it was a fun experience it's always a fun experience to me and honestly without sounding too patriotic because i'm a pretty patriotic person secretly i don't get all nuts on social media and stuff it is such a privilege to vote it really is a privilege and you shouldn't take it for granted not you personally paula but i mean people in general shouldn't take it for granted just because you don't like the people no one's perfect and no and there will be someone worse or someone better in eight years or four years or you know depending on who who you're passionate about in your local community you know it was really uh it, it was really an experience just to be a part of it so you no, know november's oh. gonna be the the loaded ballot november is gonna yeah. have like yeah not not only president but it's gonna have a ton of stuff on it so. it's gonna be fun i mean you know what uh, to me it's like that this is what makes us different there are places in this world where you go to vote and if you don't vote the right way they'll shoot you you know they'll just shoot you in the street they really will i mean there are there are places where women go to vote and they pull their ballot out because they're a woman and they kill them or beat them i mean that is very common and so luckily we're anonymous when we vote nobody knows what we do or vote and you know the chips fall where they may and you know 50 percent of the country is outraged and the other 50 percent is in your face i mean that's just the way we are it's been this way since the beginning so you know take advantage of it be a part of it don't bitch all day long on social media and be mean to people and then not take advantage i know you're right you wonder if all those people that are bitching if they actually vote i hope they do you know put your money where your mouth is that's all i ask if if the if your nominee wins the presidency then you know great if not in your face right (laughs) so so. You know um, how I bitch about poor 
hotel rooms. So it'll be interesting to hear you talk about this. I know. I'd, I'd be so taking different. it down a few notches. Just so. a bit. Well, I'm sure it wasn't their system. I'm sure it was a system that the office manager implemented. Exactly. And that they were forced to implement. That's, that's exactly what I think. His what? Only, what do I his have own, to do? Yeah, he walks in the door and he's like, yeah, I'm here with my three children of, of a variety of ages as they go running off into the play area. And she's like, never mind. Let me just get your information. She walked around and ended up doing it for him because he's like, I really don't understand. You know, it. it she's like, she said the same thing. Well, you know, it's a new system, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, what I what do I have to do? You know, and so I knew that, I mean, for me, I mean, I was just being a diva about having to do all this work when I just walked in the door. And this poor person was like, you know, my wife just told me to bring him. I don't I don't understand what I'm doing. You know, that's basically what he said. He goes, my wife just told me to bring them for their cleanings. I don't know what any of this other stuff is. So yeah, really, can't can't we just save this till the next time when she comes? <laughs> right? Can't you just print this out for me? But essentially, I said, "Oh, I see. We've gone paperless." And she said, "Yes, they they've gone paperless." And I said, "I go. It's really ironic too, because when I go back to talk to the dentist, you guys are going to give me three pieces of paper to initial. So I know that this isn't necessarily completely paperless." Well, so what are you going to do? I don't know. I can't. I just can't wait till she goes to an adult dentist where they just don't do all this garbage. It'll be awesome. But I still say it goes down faster because, I mean, it does go down without a licked finger. But I still say it goes down faster with a licked finger. <laughs> that sounds so gross. I know. Oh, that's so funny. I love Trust it. Trust me, Jamie. This has been a debate for, like I said, almost 12 years now. So I yes. mean, this is something that we have discussed will, in great length. It will be written on your gravestone. It's, you know. It's a it's, wet finger. It's a jab that has been jabbed of a, over time. It gullible the way I look at it is that especially if it's someone that you're supposed to be able to trust completely and they take they they take advantage of you being gullible it's because you're too trusting you just believe completely what they're telling you right and that's what happens to me like if that bartender had told me that I would to the ground believe that that was exactly the truth completely it's and happened so, to me so many times. And I have no reason to believe, because to me, there is nothing sexy about me licking either. your finger and swirling it in a glass. But you, yes, then I, so I even watched myself do it. And I'm just like, OK, I can kind of see why my, that might look like a little sexy. I don't know. Like, why would I mean, what, a, what an odd, what an odd kink, though. Like, what is the, that even, you know, it's like you have to suck your middle finger completely. No, you're in twice finger, but I and mean, then swirl it around on your boob and then put it in your drink. <laughs> you know? That would make me go. Yeah, that's probably not really true. I I just don't know. It just was. But then what was embarrassing is I did it for the rest of the night at the bar. And I was just like, God, I'm such an idiot. Maybe he thought you were stupid. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't. I don't well, get it. Clearly I was if I kept doing it. Well, yeah. But my thing is, is that have you experimented? Have you seen if it works with or without a wet finger? Yes, we've tried it both ways. And, and you know, I am still... How do you do that? <coughs> oh. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Because, you know, Daryl, of 
course. He had to correct me and tell me, he goes, and by the way, she didn't win two weeks in a row. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, Stephanie won and then Paula won. And I went, oh, God. All right. My bad. My bad. Oh, well. Not a big deal. No, that is true. I I was kind of bummed. I was wishing something had happened last night at Open House, but... I know. I'm really surprised you didn't... uh, Well, we got there a little bit late because Victor got off work kind of late. So we were like, uh, we came in after the brunt of, you know, and that's the thing about Open House. It it literally went from 5.30 to 6.30. That is so weird because, you know, when when we were in school, Open House was like It was like three hours long. At least. I mean, there was usually a performance in the cafeteria. There was, you know, um, the kids would sometimes do a little thing Usually in class. Usually there's like a bake sale somewhere. And, oh my you know, god, I used to so, love that. No, they, they it's an hour long, so I mean as soon as those gates open, you are and I think, I'm like, what if you have like more than, you know, one or two kids at that class? You better You're hurry, flying. Cause, You're splitting up, which sucks. And we spent a lot of time in Olivia's classroom. Well, because, you had, I mean, they gave you a work We had like they gave you work 20 to do. things to see. And so... <laughs> You know, That's actually, so we, we were kind of grateful that Ryan only had like four things to show because, you know, yeah. we didn't have much time for anything else. And I'm thinking, God, if we had three kids, we would have been screwed. So. I know. It's too bad, too, because I do remember open houses where there was usually there was a classroom where someone was doing a cakewalk. Usually a sixth grade classroom would yeah. do the cakewalk. And then um, there was the bake sale to, you know, help the PTA or some club. And then, you know, the PE teachers usually did some kind of activities in the cafeteria or the choir or somebody would perform something. It's not like that anymore. It's too bad because those used to be super fun. But 5.30 to 6.30, I mean, that's not a very... uh, That's not long enough to do anything. Well, not just that. It's not a very opportune time because not everybody can be there at 5.30. I mean, that's a lot of people are just getting off work. So I remember when they used to go from like 6 to 8 or 5 to 8. That's what I thought. And then you would get, you know, the stragglers, the the dads who worked really late, they'd show up at like 7.30. They'd get to see their kid's classroom. They'd get a cupcake and then they'd walk out. That's usually why. But yeah, and you know, um, what's the other thing they used to do? Um, well, there was Usually always the, the opportunity. choir would sing, or there'd be something yeah. going on, or there's just well, a and lot then of the things. book. Well, and the book fair used to go, and they yeah. used to. I mean, when our kids were in school, they would have the book fair, and they would make a ton of money on open house night. Yeah, no, open house used to be a really big deal, and so, but now it's just you know, I know. you barely. I, it it was barely an hour yeah we didn't have a lot of time at all so thanks for checking out this week's ugly cuts join us for an all-new episode dropping every sunday on your favorite podcast platform and of course uglytruth.com that's u-g-l-e-e truth.com